the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Our number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. We'll visit with Josh Pick, our money expert from Aptus Wealth Management at the bottom of the hour. I know a lot of you are having trouble digging out of your doldrums from Ohio State's loss to Michigan over the weekend. Just be thankful. Be thankful that sports gambling in Ohio was not legalized as of Saturday. Because think of the amount of money you would have lost on that game. I don't know what Ohio State was favored by, but I likely would have uh, viewed whatever the betting line was as inviting for those of you who had confidence in your Buckeyes. But they let you down. Uh, they got beat by, was it 45 to 23? Youch. Uh, That one hurt. But you will no longer be protected from such confidence in your team, costing you in the wallet, because the next time the Buckeyes play, sports gambling will be legal in the state of Ohio. Well, I should say with a caveat, that's if they're not in the college football playoff. If they're in the college football playoff, they will play on December the 31st, where there will not be legalized sports gambling in the state of Ohio. I'm presuming that they will end up in the Rose Bowl or a January 1st Bowl. And at that point, sports gambling will be legal in the state of Ohio. And you'll be able to demonstrate how confident you are in the scarlet and gray by putting your money where your heart is. Sports gambling is going to be huge in the state of Ohio because sports is huge in the state of Ohio. Anytime you see an event, World Series, Super Bowl, NFL Draft, NBA Finals, maybe not NBA Finals, but certainly the others. Columbus, Ohio, along with a lot of times Cincinnati, Dayton, Cleveland, are in the top 10 viewership by metropolitan TV markets in the country. Whether or not Ohio has a team in it or not, we are a sports-crazed state. And that, to me, indicates that sports betting, which is going to be legal in Ohio on January the 1st, is going to be big business for a lot of businesses. And they say, well, it'll be legal in your casinos and where else? Well, lots of other places. You'll be able to bet if you are attending a Blue Jackets game, if you are attending a Reds, Guardians, I almost said Indians, Guardians, Browns, Bengals game. You will be able to bet at almost 1,400 businesses. In the state of Ohio, think bars and restaurants, which have been pre-approved to host a gambling kiosk. Now, I'm not sure exactly how the online portion of this will work. I would think you can get an online gambling app from any one of a number of sports books that have been licensed to do their business in the state of Ohio. I've heard ads for, let me see, how many ads have I heard for different sports books? BetMGM, FanDuel, Caesars, DraftKings, and there's another one. 
It's, it's like a it's like bet, but it's a different number. It's not bet MGM. It's not let's bet and some number like three fifty or three sixty or something like that. So there's plenty, plenty of places. Your your phone is going to be inundated, inundated with gambling ads because they all want you not only to gamble, they all want you to gamble with them. So you know how this works in the ads on your phone business, right? They get a profile on you based upon your interests. So if you are reading sports on your phone, if you're reading about the Buckeyes, the Blue Jackets, the Browns, the Bengals, if you're reading any sports on your phone, if you attend a game, they'll geo-track you to the location. If you go to a sports bar, they will be geo-tracking you, and all of a sudden, bam! An ad will show up on your phone. You're into it? Hey, the Buckeyes are up by a touchdown. Whoa, look at this. The line is 10. We'll cover that easy. And then you'll gamble. So what is the potential take on this? They expect that people will bet in a year in the state of Ohio, somewhere between 9 and $12 billion. 9 and $12 billion with a B. A billion is a thousand million. And they have been working on this since, well, early last year. So somebody's going to cash in, and I hesitate to say it, but it's probably not going to be the better, right? Right? When they tear down a big casino in Vegas, do they do it because, look at that, they went belly up. They paid out too much winnings. No, (laughs) they tear those places down because they'd like to build a bigger, more inviting casino for you to give them your money. I remember my first foray into the casino in downtown Cleveland. It was built in a former department store. It's right downtown. It's right down the street from uh, the queue where the Cavs were playing. And back then, LeBron was with the Cavs, so the Cavs were the thing, man. And I walked in because the casino was opening, and we were going to do a five-hour radio remote from this casino. And I walked into the casino, and I'm walking through the casino, and I'm looking around, and I just got so depressed and so angry. The place was beautiful, but the clientele, I looked around, and I'm like, these people do not have the money to lose, that they are losing today in this place. And it struck me, this was owned by Dan Gilbert, who's the guy behind Quicken Loans and the guy behind Rocket Mortgage, the guy who owns the Cavs. And it struck me that Dan Gilbert is a billionaire, okay? And people of modest means in Cleveland, Ohio, working-class city, blue-collar city, city where I've spent more than half my professional life, People were lining up to give Dan Gilbert, a billionaire, their money. That's what they were doing. They're they're thinking they're going to get a chunk of Dan's money. No, no, you're not getting a chunk of Dan's money. Dan's a really good, really smart businessman. Dan is a billionaire for a reason. You, blue-collar guy from Parma, are not going to outwit Dan. You're not going to beat the house. So this is what gambling is. It is lining up to give people who have a lot more money than you your money. 
I'm not going to give you a lecture about it. I'm not going to give you, you know, my faith objection to it. I know there is a faith objection to it. Honestly, I there are many other issues more pressing for me to frame in a faith lens than gambling. If you're if you're of a mind, I was going to say something about how smart you are, but if you're of a mind to put your own money into an endeavor that you have absolutely no input on, no input on. And you say, well, wait a minute, you talk about investing. Yeah, but when you're investing in a stock, you're investing in a company that has earnings reports and projections for the coming year. You can evaluate the management. You can evaluate the market, the share. Do you like their advertising? There are a lot of different factors that go into picking an investment. You can also, and I would highly advocate, you go with a licensed wealth advisor, like the one we're going to talk to at the bottom of the hour, Josh Pick, who has a track record that you can evaluate. When you're betting on a sporting event, how much do you really know about what's going into the result? You say, well, I follow the team religiously. I read about them every day. Yes, you do. And what did that get you on Saturday afternoon? Did you see Donovan Edwards running 75 and 85 yards in the fourth quarter for a touchdown? Did you see that coming? No, you didn't see that coming. Why? Because you're emotionally invested with Ohio State. You want them to win, so you're predisposed to bet an outcome that you want to happen. And that is not a logical, purposeful, smart, emotionally detached decision. And so I was not somebody who was advocating for sports betting. I'm not naive enough to think that sports betting wasn't going on. I know they're illegal bookmakers and they're taking wagers and I get that. That's always been a part of it. You're never going to be able to eliminate it. And I'm not really one to say, like, you shouldn't be able to do it because, again, I'm a freedom and liberty, personal accountability person. Your choices are your choices. They're not mine. But the the thing that depressed me when I walked into the casino in Cleveland was I'm looking around at people who, my again, it was a presumption, but I'm looking at the way they're dressed and I'm looking at just, you know, their countenance. And there was a desperation there. And I thought, They're trying to find an answer in a place where the odds are greatly against them, finding a solution to the problem that they are here to fix. And why do I care? Because then they're most likely going to end up in a situation where they're going to need me and other taxpayers to bail them out. They're going to need me or other taxpayers to bail them out. That's my objection to legalize gambling throughout the state of Ohio, whether it's casino gambling or whether it's sports gambling. It's just that people make decisions born of emotion, not born of facts, not born of detachment, born of emotion. And there's a long history of the house winning. Are there people who do it and are successful? I'm sure there are, but they're the exception to the rule. So as January 1st approaches and legalized gambling in the state of Ohio approaches, there are many stories out there of people who have ruined their lives and others' lives. Because they thought they were smarter than the house. That doesn't happen. So as our church service concluded on Sunday, a friend of mine turned around and told me that there's a lot of unrest in China because uh, they are... (laughs) They are off the chain when it comes to COVID fear and COVID precautions. Uh, There have been people in China who have been locked in their apartments, locked 
in their apartments for months on end because they are afraid there's COVID somewhere in that apartment and they're not going to let them out. And then an apartment building caught fire, 10th story. Now, you would think that an imminent disaster like an apartment building burning down would cause authorities to say, well, we got to get those people out of there. No, not in China. They kept the building locked, and they let the place burn down, and the people were burned to death. This, of course, uh, outrages anyone, but it has outraged Chinese citizens so much, I think in tandem with their desperation and uh, level of impatience for these draconian lockdowns, that there are now protests in China in major cities, including Wuhan, where people who have had no leeway in protesting government oppression to openly take to the streets and defy authorities. Uh, This bears watching because, you know, China has a very powerful military, of course, but just the sheer numbers of people in China, you cannot deny the fact that if people are willing to perish over these protests, um, these are the kinds of things that topple governments. Here's Colonel Jack Keane on Fox this morning talking about the protests and what he is seeing at major cities in China. Well, it certainly is significant. I mean, it, local protests uh, are not unusual in China because they deal with local issues. What, what's rare here is it's a mass protest, 10 cities or more, a dozen universities, and it's largely focused against the ruling Chinese Communist Party and its leader, President Xi. That is significant in of itself. And you given the fact that since 1989, the Chinese Communist Party has really tightened its grip on all aspects of life in China. I mean, they've literally, uh, Bill, wiped out civil society as, as we would know it. And they've got this high-tech surveillance that they've imposed on their people, facial recognition being the centerpiece, people on the street protesting here, knowing that system exists. It, this is an act of courage that we're seeing uh, for certain. Yeah, now, the people on the street, you know, you can mitigate the identity from the facial recognition software somewhat by wearing a mask. But we're students of history knowing that Tiananmen Square was a time in China where, you know, students rose up to protest government oppression. Uh, This is not just students. This is everybody. And, you know, it's always dangerous to extrapolate and look at a world event and think what it could lead to. But I know from friends who have done work in China in the missionary realm that over the past, I would say, five to seven years, China has become a lot more oppressive in terms of keeping any kind of Christian influence out of its country. You wonder if, as this protest builds, if in fact it does, and if in fact the Chinese government response is as violent as we would anticipate that it will be, ultimately, in order to preserve the power, you wonder what kind of opportunity this would open up for China in terms of it becoming a truly free country, and a country where the gospel would be welcomed in, people would be looking for hope and find that hope in the gospel. Here's Jack Keane with more on the fact that this is 
a situation that Chairman Xi Jinping uh, better keep his eye on because these kinds of things lead to world rulers being toppled, even when they appear to be, even when they appear to be like he is, uh, above being overthrown. Yes, it has significance. It doesn't mean that President Xi is in trouble in the sense of, of his regime. It, it does mean the fact that President Xi worries about this. I mean, it is a fact that the Chinese Communist Party leaders under President Xi and his predecessors have always been more concerned about their domestic security than any adversary out there to include the United States. They know full well with a population the size that they have, a billion, 400 million people, if that population rose up against them, they would have difficulty staying in power. So, yes, it has significance in terms of what it could grow into. And would the descent move from just young people, college students, into a larger descent among the elites? Not that they would be in the streets, but they would be dissenting against President Xi's enforcement of the COVID zero policy and the, po- and the issue it's causing for its own people. So that's Jack Keane this morning on Fox. They're clearly playing protest video behind him. That's the noise that you hear. That's quite a statement that G is more fearful of his own people than he is outside military intervention from a country like the United States. I mean, with all our military might, he is more fearful of people in his own country. Now, clearly the Chinese people in watching an apartment building burn, and they, they have welded the doors shut on some apartment buildings. You cannot get out. Now, that is how oppressive their overreach is. It's not to that level. It's not been to that level here. But people here are fed up too. And uh, nevertheless, (laughs) there are people like uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci over the weekend going on CBS and uh, once again making the case that, you know, mask wearing is a good thing. And, you know, we might want to think about like shutting down schools again. And this guy, I mean, this guy, uh, knows no end to his failed policies. They did not work. They cannot even be disputed that they worked. And here's a medical expert on CNN uh, advocating for the same thing, that because of COVID and RSV, which is this respiratory virus that's uh, very susceptible in children, uh, she's making the case that, you know, hey, masks might be a good answer to this. They avoid getting sick as the flu cases are already this high and people are gathering for the holidays. They're out and about much more than they have been in the last several years. Right, Caitlin, so all of the advice that I'm going to give you, you have heard it before. There is nothing new under the sun. It's very basic stuff. It's things like getting a flu shot, so important, washing your hands frequently. And if you want to, no one's advising you to, but if you want to, certainly wearing a mask is going to help protect you against the flu, not to mention things like RSV and COVID and other respiratory diseases. Nobody's going to tell you to, but she kind of just did tell you to, right? Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.